Welcome back into the House of Wrestling, everybody. It is me, Nick Hausman, and I am joined here today on the House of Wrestling flagship show by the one, the only 20-plus year WWE referee veteran, Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, my buddy. No, not, not a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Oh, we're here, Jimmy. We're in House of Wrestling. I keep calling yes. it the House. I'm not supposed to call it the House of Wrestling. It's just House of Wrestling. What's wrong with the? It's well, it's it's a, it's for branding purposes. It's better uh, that I just call it how you know. Did you know you're not supposed to call it the Bullet Club? It's just Bullet Club. Oh, see, see these little things. You know, it's the little things that matter, as we always say in this business, and that's that, that's important. Like you mm -hmm. said, for branding purposes, and yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. It's tough. I'm bad with this stuff, right? But no, I was <laughs> I had New Japan up in my PR for a while there. It's not the Bullet Club. Just call it Bullet Club. Changing all these articles. Anyway, that is neither here nor there. You are here. We are here. We are going to talk some big pro wrestling news here today. Of course, we just had WrestleMania 39 this past weekend. Uh, ROH Supercard was also this past weekend as well, as well as just really a cavalcade of pro wrestling uh, in the Los Angeles, Hollywood area. Uh, I didn't get a chance to make it out to Big Gay Brunch. Would have loved to have done that. I heard Bloodsport was also very, very good. Uh, New Japan, uh, like we just referenced, uh, was also in town. I heard they had a great show. So tons of pro wrestling to talk about. We're going to focus mostly on the WWE news here today because I don't know if you all have heard, uh, there was some big WWE news that broke here over the weekend. Now, before we get into that here real quick here, what do I have to do? What are, what are my things here up top that I have to mention? Oh, yeah, of course, uh, at WrestleMania, Jimmy, I got to participate in Media Row. I got to talk to all these wrestlers, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's one of the fun things of being part of the press is you got to do that. And the couple of times that I've been down as uh, <clears throat> on this side of the fence, as opposed to being a part of WWE, it, it, it was very interesting trying to interview people you were friends with. You know what I mean? It's oh. like, <sighs> but uh, it, it gives you a greater appreciation for the media side of things. Let me oh, yeah. And, and this was they really they did it big this year. We had two days of media row. We had Thursday and Friday morning Smackdown NXT raw talent. I got 18 interviews with more than two dozen WWE stars. That's got to be like at least a third of the roster right there. Uh, you go over to Premier Streaming Network. Uh, they are the company that sent me out there. Uh, they hosted all of our video content, all of the interviews, all of the live streams from the scrums. Uh, you go check that out over at Premier Streaming Network. And they were nice enough uh, to release all this stuff. I think I, I don't know that they put it behind their paywall a lot of it. Uh, I think a lot of it is up just to, to check out for yourself for free, and it's all over their socials as well. So please go show some love to our friends over at Premier Streaming Network for hosting all of that great WrestleMania content. And, of course, we're right here right now on Premier Streaming Network doing uh, the House of Wrestling flagship. This is where you're going to see it first run every Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, Premier Streaming Network before it goes up over on the podcast feeds where you can uh, go subscribe as well. Go buy a shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com, House of Wrestling. And I just want to say, I'm going to be bouncing right from this conversation here with you, Jimmy, mm -hmm. to a very big, hard-to-get interview uh, that I have uh, in about an hour. And I think fans are going to be very excited. We're going to start things off hot here for House of Wrestling uh, right at, coming out of WrestleMania, Jimmy. That's awesome. I'm lo looking forward to seeing who's coming up next. Hey, yeah. who could possibly top the former ref? <laughs> ah, you know, Jimmy, it's hard. It's hard. It goes Jimmy Corderas and then everybody else underneath it. So to go 
to go a little above <laughs> Jimmy, you know? Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Now everybody's going to say that arrogance SOB. <laughs> well, if there's, if there's anything that people associate you with, it's pure arrogance, Jimmy, you are mm-hmm. so arrogant. That is a epitome oh, yeah. of you, you know, yes. mm. I ooze it. <laughs> ooze, ooze arrogance. Jimmy Corderas over here. He's got that rarefied air like Richard holiday, right? So. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, let's get into the news. Um, So much to digest here. Um, Now, there was news breaking on uh, Sunday afternoon coming out of CNBC that WWE could be poised for a merger with Endeavor. Now, before we get to that, I had heard the news just like everybody else, Jimmy. They get me into the press box. They give me this little badge, right? They Mm -hmm. put this little red dot on my badge. That means that your media that's allowed in the press conference i get the little dot and i'm like oh now i didn't get to ask a question the first day in the press conference it's fine it happens i i kind of like the pacing of theirs so whatever bite the bullet i was kind of confident i was going to get a question on the second day because i didn't get a question on the first and then this news broke and i go you may have hit the jackpot here not asking a question the first day i didn't care who it was uh i wanted to find out what they thought about this particular story now didn't get called on for bianca belair but then comes to the stage Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And so I'm going to throw it here. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can hear this. But if you're watching us, you're going to be able to see how this played out. Let me play it here right now. Uh, thank you very much. Congratulations, uh, Roman, on your victory. Uh, Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. Uh, question for both of you. Huge news broke this afternoon from CNBC. It sounds like there could be a big change in ownership for WWE uh, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, what are your reactions to reports that WWE could be acquired by Endeavor, potentially merged with UFC? And, of course, Paul, we already saw you getting into it with uh, Conor McGregor over on Twitter. Thank you. I was busy, uh, you know, smashing your favorite. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know too much about that. Today was a busy day for me. Whatever happened, I'm sure they're all very lucky to have me. I know that much. You got anything on that wise man? Yeah, he has a bad habit of starting problems at press conferences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You care to ad lib and maybe, uh, you know, rebuttal him? Yeah. No, he knows he has a bad habit of asking yeah, bad questions yeah. at press conferences. Let's say the improv or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it. You wasted your question. All right, good night, guys. All right, and there it was, Jimmy, for the whole world. I think I had a WrestleMania moment right there. See, and that's what it's about. You didn't do the twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash. You did something that got people invested because you asked a question that, especially someone like a Paul Heyman, you're expecting, who's a great talker, right? would have gave some kind of you know brilliant answer, and all of a sudden, he went after the house of Hausman. No, you don't say house. The house. Of, yeah. Just yeah. house of houseman, house of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I didn't feel got at, you know, it was, it was really, it was cool to be in that moment because Paul's looking right at me mm-hmm. and I, and I, I have, I have, I, I believe that Paul Heyman has some awareness of me before this. I've never talked face to face with Paul, but I believe that he's aware of me and my work. I'll put it that way. So this is really kind of him looking at me like a novelty. Like I cannot believe who this kid is. And it was just a look. I will never forget. He never broke eye contact with me the whole time Uh, to have Roman Reigns coming right off of, uh, I mean, 
biggest victory of his career, arguably. I mean, for historical purposes, put a lot of people in their place. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, it was very, very cool. But I didn't get any response. There was one thing that he said, Roman said, that I thought maybe kind of gave it away. He said, uh, they're very lucky to have me. And the use of the word there um, made me think there might be multiple parties that now have ownership in Roman Reigns. And with that, I was not too far off and too wrong about that. Uh, news came out from CNBC, again, confirming this all. Uh, that Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Entertainment has agreed to merge with UFC to form a new publicly traded company controlled by Endeavor Group. Endeavor will own a 51% stake in the new combat sports and entertainment company, while WWE shareholders will have the remaining 49% according to the terms of the agreement. The deal values WWE at $9.3 billion and UFC, which is owned by Endeavor, at $12.1 billion. The company said that, uh, of course, in a press release. Now, the transaction is expected to close in the second half of 2023. Shares of WWE fell more than 2% and Endeavor declined over 5% on Monday. Ari Emanuel, he's going to act as chief executive of both Endeavor and the new company. That's what they said. Uh, McMahon, likewise, he's going to be the executive chairman, while Endeavor president and COO Mark Shapiro will also work in the same roles at the new company. Dana White, he's going to stay as the president of UFC. WWE CEO Nick Khan, he's going to stay on the as the president of the wrestling business. The board is going to consist of 11 people, six appointed by Endeavor, five by WWE. And the merged company's name, that's going to be announced at a later time. But the trade, uh, the company's going to trade on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol TKO. And there's a little bit more uh, that I'll get into here kind of in the fallout of this. But Jimmy, man... You you only knew a McMahon family owned WWE. That's all you've ever known working for them. What is what is it like when you see news like this, Jimmy? It's it's both shocking and 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 in a little bit of a weird way, not surprising because Vince is a businessman first and foremost. Yes, you know he took this wrestling business and and. And people could like him or dislike him for whatever reasons, changing it from pro wrestling to sports entertainment, whatever, you know, reasons you dislike Vince McMahon. The man is a great businessman. And if he sees value in doing this, he's doing it for a reason that he thinks will benefit his company and him as well. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just a weird situation. Now you have, you know, this, you know, the public perception, that wrestling business, which is not quite like the legit UFC stuff, and they're merging together. What does this mean? You know, and that sort of stuff. It's going to it's gonna take a while to get used to uh, not having a McMahon in charge. Well, but it doesn't, well, it doesn't really feel like that, does it? No. Yeah, I get it. He's going to be still overseeing the wrestling side of everything, the, the WWE side. As long as they keep the right people in place, like we've seen the um, the uh, product change over the last little while with Triple H in charge of uh, uh, the creative direction, which uh, people are gravitating towards. You know, they you know the numbers are up a little bit from last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So, they are. And again, record profits. You saw uh, record uh, revenues generated at this year's WrestleMania. So. Uh, you know, from a business standpoint, it does make sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, and for sure, for the longevity of the company, you know, that was something, you know, Triple H started off Monday Night Raw last night coming out, talking about how WWE is going to be around for a long, long time. And this certainly, definitely, I mean, not not certainly, definitely, this definitely uh, makes that case there. There's no way WWE is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Very well taken care of. Now, at the actual deal, okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 and really quickly, for those who, who were skeptical about the, the WWE, the wrestling business, when they see something like this happen with a company like in Denver, uh, Endeavor, people will people who are skeptical will now go, hmm, Endeavor is getting involved in this. There has to be something to this. And you never know. Yeah. Maybe people will understand. The, we talk about the suspension of disbelief. And, and as Vince McMahon used to call it, we are weekly episodic television. Yes, totally. And maybe, yeah. they, maybe they will understand it and, and you know, kind of release that stigma that that kind of accompanies wrestling with the non-wrestling fans. Well, I, and see, here's the thing. That's what, so, that's what makes this deal so interesting to me. I'm glad you kind of brought that up. It ties into what I was thinking. You know, there's only so many buyers, it would seem, that would allow Vince to do what is happening here right now. You know, the other one, everybody was talking about how at first it was maybe going to be the Saudis, because the Saudis would just let Vince do whatever he wants, right? You know, of course, they love Vince McMahon. It seems MBS is a you know big mark for the Attitude Era. Um, and so Vince could be Vince in, in the hands of Saudis. There weren't a lot of American institutions that were as excited to welcome Vince McMahon back into the fold. Of course, uh, it brought up how Comcast didn't seem interested. I had heard I heard from people on the ground this weekend that that Fox really was not that interested because of how they'd spent all this money and they didn't really kind of maybe necessarily get that bang for their buck that they expected uh, for WWE with their viewership. So um, it, there are only so many institutions that would welcome Vincent in this capacity. Ari Emanuel, for those that don't know, is the subject of the, or he is the, he's the person in the, in the show entourage uh, that is paid by Jeremy Piven. That character is inspired by Ari Emanuel. He is uh, not just a businessman. Uh, I believe, I don't know if he got a start, but I know he became very, very wealthy and known as a talent agent. And so Endeavor is uh they own united artists so they have all these hollywood stars already underneath their umbrella they bought ufc um they bought ufc they announced the purchase of ufc right after ufc 200 the timing here very interesting very similar announcement rollouts to what happened with ufc so then they brought in ufc and then you started to see more celebrities showing up at ufc events you'd see ryan reynolds sitting in the crowd you'd see whoever you know just Famous people are now attending UFC events. And like you're talking about here, that stigma, right, of, of trying to shake the, that, right? So you have these powers here. But I don't know that – I don't – I Dana White, I'll just be honest here, has not done a great job of cleaning up the image of UFC, in my opinion. He just slapped his wife back on Christmas, and that got a whole ton of attention. The Slap Fight League, I think, was a huge bust. I mean, all the people coming out of the woodwork saying, what are we doing here? We're just going to murder people. Um, I don't know that that was great. I think it's really interesting that these guys, these two, these two kind of um, dinged cans now exist in this umbrella where they're going to try to work together to create something bigger. Um, I, it's just a, it's, it's very interesting how all these pieces mm -hmm. fell here when I look at it all, Jimmy. Absolutely. And, and like you said, to talk about the timing and <clears throat> excuse me, Endeavor's relationship with with Hollywood and WrestleMania being WrestleMania going Hollywood this year, it kind of. You know, from a marketing standpoint, it kind of made sense that this would be the time to roll out this news. And mm -hmm. again, smart thinking, smart idea. And I could see them trying to, like you said, with all the issues with Dana White and his wife and that sort of stuff. And yeah, and, and the 
the the stigma of pro wrestling that is accompanying WWE over to in Denver in, De- in Denver. Why do I keep saying you've Denver? said it twice? Like that I now. know, man. I, That's funny. It's, yeah, it's it's been a long weekend. Let's put it that way. I still mm-hmm. call Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan sometimes. So you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to lose that. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting, and, and maybe using uh, celebrities, like you said, will yeah. help relieve that stigma. And 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 good luck to them. Man, I, I just want I wanted all pro wrestling to succeed in some form or fashion. Well, WWE's had a pretty good run here of picking celebrities that seem to actually do well in the sport. I mean, Logan Paul, right? I think that he once again showed up, showed out. I like that he did the honors to Seth Rollins. That was a that was the best use of a celebrity I think we've seen in a long time. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. uh, That guy. It's not fair how good he is. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and Bad Bunny, man. Bad Bunny, I think you could legitimately have him beat Roman Reigns and there would be a significant portion of the WWE universe that would cheer that on. I don't get it. Well, <laughs> I don't either, but hey. He's so popular. They love yeah. him. He was on Raw. They He just stood up and said hi, and they're all like, oh my God, it's Bad I'm, Bunny. You yeah, know? Uh, again, uh, WWE's use of celebrities. The only thing they missed out on was the obvious one this weekend with Kevin Hart, but I won't get into that. Okay, fair enough. Well, and then, you know, The Rock didn't wind up showing. I was surprised we didn't see Steve Austin at Mania. They were selling Stone Cold Steve Austin Hollywood 316 shirts. I wonder if something happened there. I don't uh, know. I, yeah, see, a lot of questions. You never know. Mm, t-shirts, that was weird. Um, well, the story didn't stop there in terms of the sale of WWE to Endeavor or the merging with UFC, whatever you want to call it. Um, Vince is back, right? After being out and the weeds away, he's back. Uh, I First of all... Um, he has this mustache and dyed hair that he debuted in public at the Hall of Fame. I don't have it pulled up. I could do a screen share of it, but you've all seen it. First, th- first, the thoughts on the look. First, your thoughts on Vince's new look, Jimmy. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble with the with, with the big guy, but uh, you never know. I just uh, when I saw it, it just made me think of Gomez Adams. What can I Gomez. tell you? Yeah, yeah. Gomez. Yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. The hair is darker. The mustache is like pitch black. Look at even. Uh, I'm I'm fair fair much younger than Vince, and even I'm got to hit the just for men here. <laughs> I was getting big Vincent Price vibes personally, you know. <laughs> ah, hmm. right. Yeah. Maybe see him with a little. Ra- I can't imagine Vince doing anything but drinking red wine with that look. Like I think he just walks around in a smoking jacket with his little wine glass and and crimps his mustache, whatever. Yeah. It's a yeah. very weird. It's very weird how vivid that was for me. Shouldn't be that way. Should not be thinking that hard. See now, now you can't get that look out of your mind, can you? I can't. I can't. It's emblazoned here in my head. It's like a tattoo on my brain. So, right. <laughs> so Vince is back. He's back in the fold. He publicly comes out at the Hall of Fame. Word got out. I actually, I don't have it pulled up, but I asked Sean Michaels in the NXT Stand and Deliver media scrum on Thursday afternoon about Vince being in town and. Sean said it was very natural. It was. It's a lot of the stuff we're starting to hear now. If you go back and watch the clip, Vince, uh, Sean saying how. You know, uh, he, uh, he he thought it was very natural for Vince wanting to be back. This is his baby. Uh, he was excited to see him. He said he hadn't seen him in a long time. So Sean automatically confirmed it out of the gate. And I don't know that there's footage of that. I don't know that they let us record that or stream it live. I'm not really, I don't remember. Um, so anyway, so anyway, Vince is back. He's got the tiny mustache. And now uh, Fightful reporting that he's getting very much into the mix. So there was an employee meeting yesterday where it was claimed that Endeavor isn't going to be involved in the creative process or production of the show. Meeting was held by Triple H, Nick Khan, and Frank Riddick. Uh, There were a few details. uh, There were a few details as to how the other areas uh, of the company could or would be affected. 
Um, but bottom line, Vince McMahon in the fold, he was backstage at Raw. He was in the gorilla position. He had a headset on. And Sean Rossap last night teased this for a story he's going to drop today that I thought was very much worth noting. He said Vince McMahon was changing lots of things and in gorilla at Raw, it caused a big hit to WWE morale. Very, I mean, what do you what do you make of a report like that at this point? Uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm going to have to wait and read the report, of course, uh, and right. see exactly what was going on. But it, uh, it has been apparently a different atmosphere without Vince at Gorilla because everybody worries about coming back through the curtain and getting that glasses pulled down a little bit, you know, the the talking to, so to speak. So <clears throat> Vince has this aura about him where, you know, where Hunter doesn't have, you know, you know, Hunter's in charge, but at the same time, he's very approachable. Right. Vin, Vince has this, like I said, aura about him where you, you kind of like, Hey boss, is it okay if I talk to you for a minute? You know, kind of thing where, where it's a, Hey Hunter, can we chat? You know, that's the, that's kind of like the difference. I think the atmosphere is going to change where people are going to be nervous. People are going to be nervous about their, jobs and positions because when Vince was gone, Hunter brought a lot of people back in right. that were let go. And of course, when there is a merger of two companies, there tends to be some releases. Unfortunately, that's part of the the business of doing business when you do stuff like that. Uh, but as far as Vince being at Gorilla and the stuff changing stuff uh, um, on the fly, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was that drastic. Obviously, they had that moment with Shane where they had to kind of uh <clears throat> improvise because well, this, of the injury. This, this report that it was this report was more about raw it wasn't events in gorilla changing things up it was more about how it raw last right. night he was in gorilla changing things up I, I i didn't get that i didn't see this kind of reporting about vince in gorilla changing a lot of things up during wrestlemania it seems he waited mm -hmm. to insert himself into that position after the sale i mean if you look at the power structure of this right. new co-company there's only one person above Vince. I think Vince is above Dana White in the power. I'm fairly confident he's above Dana White in the power structure of this new company. Vince is Vince is it. Vince is there's only one other person he has to be accountable. It's Ari Emanuel. And I think wow. Mark Mark Sterling, whoever the that I think it goes Ari, Mark, and then Vince. It's wild. He's he's very high up in this structure. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. And and if he was changing things on the fly on uh, like you said uh, at Raw. Yeah, the, it, Raw had a different feel last night, especially the post-WrestleMania yeah. Raw. You know, that energy is there, the crowd is alive, and the presentation is like, oh, wow, here we go. As Vince says, it's the beginning of the new season. Yeah. Last night felt like there was, you know, start off great, ended on a on a big note, but it, the stuff in between was hit, it was up and down. There was a, it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. And and the crowd is the biggest barometer and they told you everything you needed to know by their a lot of their silence. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't feel like a raw after mania to me. Yes. You know, mania felt really big and it had so much grandeur and stuff and it just didn't it didn't feel like a, a raw to me. And you know, I I feel sad for like um I feel sad for talent and other people there that had really been kind of given this promise that things were going to change. It's going to be different. You can let your guard down. <laughs> and you know in pro wrestling when they tell you to let your guard down that's when you have to get twice as tense which is what gives everyone heart attacks um yeah i feel bad for all these people because and when you talk about bringing these people back it wasn't just wrestlers that were good wrestlers that, that hunter necessarily wanted in the fold i know that him and sean have both talked about how important they know it is to have a happy locker room to have a good product and there were people that vince let go that people were like 
what the WTF, man? I love that guy. What? Yeah. How can you not have him around or her around, right? Mm-hmm. What? And so Hunter goes, brings him back. Everybody's like, oh my god, look at so the whole family's getting back together. Uh, we're not getting yelled at, and and they they there was a real sense of happiness there. I know that from people I was talking to that that were there, friends of mine that were there. They were very happy about this to see Vince come back and you know get back to to how it was twelve months ago. It's a tough. It's a very tough pill for a lot of people to swallow right now. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you know, Hunter and Sean are very about much about a positive locker room because they've been there. They've seen it. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, back in the day, you know, the Sean was a different person way back when, you know what I mean? And they understand the fact that positive energy is infectious, but also negative energy is maybe even more so. Yeah. You know, it spreads a lot quicker than negativity. So uh, keeping a positive uh, tone is important. And if that's changing in WWE, we'll see going forward how this changes the product on television. Uh, a couple, a couple loose ends here before we move on to just some WrestleMania and Hall of Fame chatter. Um, you, you have UFC and WWE now sharing an umbrella. Do you think this ba- is could be bad for UFC in the fact that people are like, well, if they're fixing fights, Dana White might be taking notes. <laughs> Although <laughs> anybody with half a brain knows that uh, in in the real, real air quotes quote unquote, you yeah. can't see us. Yes, quote, in the quote. real fight world, you know, it, it is technically possible to rig fights what but at the same time i can't see that happening in the world of ufc because uh, that's a different animal and those who are thinking that now that wwe is a part of it they're gonna somebody's gonna be booking ufc fights and make it look real but we're gonna know the uh, you know predetermined outcomes i don't see that happening. Uh, here's the thing i know a lot of uh, MMA guys like pro wrestling. Some of them are obsessed with it. They love, look at filthy Tom Lawler, like left the yeah. business to go join ours, right? But there's another contingent of MMA fans that really don't like pro wrestling, you know, for a variety of reasons. And so I'm interested. I, I mean, it sounds really cool and it looks interesting on paper. I'm in practice. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out. No, I am too. But again, there, there is that conspiracy theorist uh, group out there that, will automatically think, yeah, they're going to have their influence on the UFC and they're going to, they're going to see who's popular and get them over. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, other, the last loose end here is uh, I wanted to ask you, Jimmy, do you think this is good for the talent? You know, does this affect the way that they can negotiate with a W or does it make it harder, easier? And I mean, well, let's start there. Let's start with that. And then I'll get to the second part in just a moment. Does this, uh, is it better for the talent in that level? Uh, I'm not sure. I wish I could answer that question for you, but this is going to be a difficult situation now because, uh, like I said earlier, and and you know this as well, like when there is expansion or mergers, unfortunately, you can't satisfy everybody, and there will sure. be some people who unfortunately are are either released or furloughed or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? They they can't be used, and they've they've got a deep locker room right now. Yeah, as it is, so I could see them kind of like trimming the edges, so to speak, uh, especially in the corporate st- side, but it, you know, the talent side will get affected as well. So uh, will it uh, help their negotiating power? <clears throat> I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, the other thing is I'm wondering if it's going to be good because everybody always always wanted to see wrestlers become employees, get benefits, that kind of thing. UFC kind of like notoriously kind of a union buster outfit under Dana White. You know, there was a, a unionization attempt by Leslie Smith 
um, that was shot down during the Trump administration. A lot of people think that Dana White was working pretty much hand in hand with the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB here in the States. Um, so Dana White, not a big fan of uh, taking great care of the talent is a big kind of knock on him payment wise too. a lot of people upset with how much MMA fighters get paid. So, but at the same time, um, you look over at United Artists, which is again Endeavor's original kind of endeavor, um, with all these Hollywood stars. They have a union, actors union, right? Do the wrestlers get lumped in with the fighters or the actors? That's where I'm wondering in this, as far as treatment goes. I think they don't. Uh, they don't change things here. I think the wrestlers uh, are get lumped in with the fighters, and there will not be a union. I haven't seen one in wrestling uh, ever. It's a tough call. I know people were saying, wow, these, they need to get together and unionize. Uh, I don't know if it'll work. Well, and the thing is, you may not need to start a union. They could just opt into SAG, basically. I mean, they're screen actors. They're on TV. Like, that's the thing is, if Endeavor oh. has all these actors that are already under their umbrella that are union, you yeah. know, that, that's what's so interesting to me about the this deal is WWE sits right in between Endeavor's two biggest, again, all puns intended, Endeavor's, where you have you know, legitimate sports and then actors. And then in between is actors that do some kind of sport thing. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to, it's going to be an interesting situation because uh, there is that argument there. Like you said that, Hey, we, we, we're not a sport, so to speak, but even, even in sports, you know, the, the NFL players have a union, the NHL players have a union, that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm kind of like wondering why has it never happened in pro wrestling? It's weird. I don't know. Well, I, I think the reason it hasn't happened in pro wrestling is it's very scary, right? I mean, you look at right now what's going on with Starbucks where, you know, you had the, the founder brought up onto the hill and they're asking him why you're a union buster. And then he's saying, I'm not a union buster. And then two days later, he goes out and he has a story out right now, fired another. And McDonald's as well. Yeah, it's 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 everywhere. It's It's scary. Yeah. But if anybody, for what it's worth, and I don't want to run down a rabbit hole here, I do plan on talking to a, a great uh, labor lawyer later this week about the possible implications of this on the talent. So we'll hold off on that for just now. Yeah, nice. But I will say, if anybody is listening to this and you are interested in unionizing, I know so much. And you can get into my DMs and we can have a great conversation or signal wherever you want to find me. All right, let's move on to WrestleMania. we got about 15 minutes here. We're going to do some quick thoughts. Obviously, the WWE sales stuff was the biggest news. I wanted to right. make sure we dove as deep as we could into that. But let's talk about Mania here for a couple minutes, uh, Jimmy. Main event, night two. Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes. I was on the floor, Jimmy. It was the first WrestleMania they'd let me down on the floor. I'm at the foot of this giant entrance ramp. I could feel mm -hmm. the pyro on my neck. It was crazy energy. And then Roman beat him, and the place just went like... <sighs> It was wild, air-sucking right. energy. What did you think of the main event? Good, good, good bad call. No, um, for me, I know people are saying, "Oh, well, you know, what well, Cody didn't have that struggle to to get to the point and and trying to trying to justify the Roman Reigns victory and how to continue this storyline going forward." As they say, but for me, timing is everything, and the way they had built this story. It felt like the right time for Cody Rhodes because he had built that momentum. People got invested in him. They wanted to see it happen. And when you have that moment, you take advantage of it. I just feel that, that maybe they lost that opportunity. Yes, you could try to build up the story again, but you, but, but that I think I, I'm afraid that that moment is gone. That wow. even if they do go back to this story and eventually Cody is the one to, to end this, historic reign of Roman Reigns, 
that moment was lost because there's no bigger stage than WrestleMania to do it on. Dude, I had I, I'm in, so I'm in the reporter pool and I had some like big name reporters looking at me going, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why the hell would you do that? You're never, ever going to get this moment back. You can't do it twice. Right. Yeah. Can't do it twice. And then you saw, you know, there's people that didn't love Cody's presentation at the end of Raw last night either. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But we've seen this time and again with Roman. Right. Look at Drew McIntyre. How are you not going to put the title on him at Clash at the Castle? Right. Right. You know, there there have been other talents that have fallen prey to this. And I mean, the only reason I could think they did this, Jimmy, is because they, they think they cannot drop this belt until Roman has had the match with The Rock. Whether he wins or loses, it doesn't matter. That you don't that we the whole reason we've done this, the whole reason we've gone this far is because we wanted to do rock Roman. Hmm. And and, the, and and you know what? If we've waited this long, what's another year? We're three in. <laughs> right. I, 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 I can't guess. I can't think about it any other way. And on that note, I think it's more likely to happen now because you know who I do think, and I'm gonna double back here who I think had a huge part of this WWE sale was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a talent of United Artists in the Endeavor umbrella underneath Ari Emanuel. Mm. Just like Rock bailed out Vince in the XFL, I think he's doing it again here with WWE. And I think he just, mm. I think he, I think he puppet mastered this deal, if I had to guess. Wow. I, I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. Like, who you talk about, uh, I don't want to call you a conspiracy theorist, but man, you connected some dots there and that sounds really good, you know, and you, who knows, you could be right because he, maybe he's the, the, you know, the one who can explain to the people of Endeavor and the people on that side of the fence, exactly what the wrestling business is and should be. And with his guidance, rock is just a smart guy, man. I, 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 I have to imagine Dwayne was looking at this, seeing the sale, picks up the phone, calls Ari, and goes, Ari, Dwayne, Rock, WWE, Vince, what are we thinking? Why is this? This is not rocket science, you right. know? Um, I, I, I firmly believe Dwayne The Rock Johnson had quite a bit to do with this, and I will believe that until proven otherwise. But huh. now that he's got even more invest, it's not just WWE, it's Familia. Now it's him, it's Ari, the UA. We've already seen him. He's been in UFC. He's put belts on people after matches. I mean, this is everything. And I I, I don't know if the two things are tied together to the to creative or not, but I have to believe that the, the only reason you have, you sacrifice Cody in this moment is because you think you have this billion-dollar attraction match with Roman and Rock when people can get their, their affairs in order. Hmm. I, I, I like where you're going with this. And, and, and after hearing it, it does make sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that makes sense out of this with Cody not, <laughs> not coming out of WrestleMania with the title. Well, Cody lost, but the night one ended on a big, uh, big happy note. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn uh, beating the Usos in the main event. First time the tag titles have ever been in the main event. First time a, 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 a wrestler of Syrian descent had ever been in the main event of a WrestleMania. A lot of big ones there. Hard to argue that wasn't a great end to night one, right? No, it was a fantastic ending tonight one. And I know people are saying, well, they should have ended the night with one of the women's title matches. Yes, I get that th as well. But the bigger story going into this night, the, the one that people are, is the bloodline storyline. Right. It's the best thing going in WWE right now from a story perspective. People could argue the Dom and Wraith stuff, but it, it was a, a perfect closer tonight one.
Yeah, uh, it was awesome. And I loved how the night one main event bled over into the night two main event. I mean, yes. that's how you know that creative is really cooking when you don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? They had so much going on and so many people intertwined that you got to tell these two great stories that kind of tied together. I hope a lesson was learned there in some way and that they say, man, if it were this well, how do we start to have two, three top storylines that all kind of interweave so we can get ready for next year's mania? Because then mm -hmm. I think that I'd be mean, just a, it's just going to be better for everybody. Right. Um, we don't have a ton. Of, we have about ten more minutes here, Jimmy. I'll, I'll, I'll outside of the main events. What what caught your attention here? I want to talk about what you, what you liked. Uh, uh, at WrestleMania. Like. Yeah. What whatever you liked or didn't like. What what I, caught your attention here at this year's Mania? Okay. What I liked was I liked I liked especially on night one the flow. Okay. I liked the way it went, and you know, uh, everybody is gushing over night one, and and some people are knocking night two i didn't think night two was bad it just didn't ha it was you know it's tough to that hey follow that you mm -hmm. know it was a tough uh act to follow night one but uh i thought this year's wrestlemania overall was a hit they did a heck of a job they furthered some storylines uh again going into the ending i think they missed the moment with cody i think that's the biggest takeaway from this though you know, you, you could you could look at uh, all the different things. The the uh, anointment of Rhea Ripley. Oh, huge. I mean, she's a huge star. It's 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 incredible. The Dom and Ray stuff, which I said was probably maybe the second biggest story going into WrestleMania. Man, they uh, a little bit surprised because I thought maybe Dom would go over in this one, but at the same time, the after you know Monday morning quarterbacking, armchair quarterbacking afterwards. Ray going over the right choice at this time. Agreed. And, and they're going to get so much more out of this. I mean, because, again, you know, you talk about a story like the Bloodline where there's just so many pieces and, you know, you can do so many stories and matches. You got all the members of the Judgment Day. Now Ray's got the LWO at his back, which everybody seems to be way, 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 way on board with, right? You got right. Bad Bunny in the mix. We're heading off to Puerto Rico here for Backlash. It looks like, you know, probably Dom and Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny and Ray Mysterio. And maybe by SummerSlam, that's when you do the blow off. I mean, Ray did an interview. Ray did an interview shortly before Mania where he, he was asked about retirement. And he said 50. That's the number I've always had. He's 49 right now. Right. So, you know, does he wait till another Mania? Who knows? But he's got a little bit left here. And he seems to want to tell this story and work with his son. And I, I can it, it does not get better for a pro wrestler, Jimmy. You don't no. nobody gets to end their careers this way. It's really, really special and beautiful what Ray and Dom are getting to do right now. Absolutely. And you got hats off, huge hats off to Dom for embracing this and really excelling. He has, un, he, he, man, you can't say enough good things about this kid. He, you know, he just gravitated towards this, this character, this, uh, the, and, and his presentation has been off the chain. He's just, he's just knocking it out of the park almost every time he's on the screen. Well, you talk about the pacing tonight, too. Something that definitely kicked the, or uh, messed with the pacing tonight, too, was injuries. Um, I think that they lost about a half hour. That show, I know, ended early because the PR team, when we went to go do the press conference, was standing there. And I'm like, are we waiting for an angle after the show? And then the show just ended. They're like, all right, I guess we're going to the press room. <laughs> you know, right. it was like, it was very obvious the, the tone mm -hmm. there. They expected that show to go a little bit longer. Anyway, right. it was fine. Um, Finn got injured in this cell. He got mm -hmm. a ladder thrown in his face. He gets busted open um, on his way to losing to Edge. That match feels like it got cut short because of that injury. How about what do you think? Uh, a little bit, and it did. Yeah. It did put a little bit of a. Uh, I don't want to put a say damper. It did. 
a, a little lull in the match, but they still had a heck of a match. I got to give them credit yeah. for that. And I understand exactly why it happened. And one of the good things about uh, WWE from a production standpoint, they didn't shoot the medical team working on, on, on Finn in the ring. And Edge was smart enough to know that, hey, we've got a little delay here. Let me move around and kind of look under the ring. He was doing that stuff where he was looking for stuff under the ring and trying oh. to, uh, and you know what I mean? And kind yeah. of make it, just make it feel like, okay, I'm not going to just stand here and wait and see what happens. You know, yes. he looked action to kind of action. look busy, but anyways, uh, <laughs> oh man. It, but when you see it on the replay so many times, when, when edge through that ladder, it was one of the rungs of the ladder. Cause yes, Finn got his hands up, but that rung right in the middle, mm -hmm. one of the steps, bam. And I don't know what, you know, they said stitch it up. Apparently 16 stitches afterwards or something. And well, like and, and Hunter said in the presser that, that they put staples in his head in the ring. They did? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oof. I can only imagine. Because I, I know they have that, uh, I want to say glue, for lack of a better term. Yeah, Sabu it, it, used to do that. Sabu used yeah. to like infamously just put super glue all over his head. Um, Real quickly here, I did, I want to get you one other thought, but we're talking about improvising uh, after an injury. Drop down, leapfrog, blow your quad out. That's what happened yeah. to Shane McMahon. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it it was obvious he was genuinely hurt. And all of this stuff was Snoop. I don't know that it was ever confirmed in the press, but I have. Was that all improvised with the he did with the Miz? It looked that way. It looked that way. But here's here's my thoughts, too. I thought maybe that they were going to do something like that after uh, Miz's inter interaction with uh, Shano. Yeah. But they had to go to that early because of you know obviously shane was going to have his moment first right and that shane will depart and you know maybe miz gets up and gets in in snoop's face and and they have their interaction then right that's uh, other uh, if that isn't the case because all the stuff they did look like it was something that was supposed to happen it right? was wild that is that is a consummate professional at snoop dog there yeah. for him to walk over shane to be like you good cuz Big pop, huge laugh, yeah. and then just walks over and pops Miz in the face, gets right. it going. Seamless. Seamless. Yeah. Uh, props to everybody for making the best of it. Including, including, I have to give uh, Jessica Carr uh, her thumbs up, too, because the, that she's the communication. She's the conduit that, that bridges everything together. She has to com convey the messages back and forth that she's getting in her earpiece. Uh, last thing here, talking about referees, uh, Tim White went into the Hall of Fame. He joined Stacey Keebler. He joined Rey Mysterio. He joined Andy Kaufman uh, and the great Muda. Obviously, Jimmy, we've talked about it for years. We've been doing punditry for a long time. When is a referee going to go into the Hall of Fame? Finally, we have a referee in the Hall of Fame. Uh, very, very, very deserving. Uh, Tim White, um, I mean, go do your history. Tim was basically like the right-hand man for Andre the Giant, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Notoriously. Mm -hmm. um, and then was a huge part of the Attitude Era. Even even accepted the worst series of video vignettes in the history, the most tasteless vignettes in the history of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Took that ball, ran with it. I don't even want to get into it and describe it because if you've never right. heard of it, it will make you very, very sad. Yes. But anyway, consummate pro. Uh, your thoughts on, on Tim going in, a ref going in, all of that. I mean, you can make an argument on who could have gone in before him, but no better choice than having Tim go, as, go in as the first referee. Uh, into the Hall of Fame. I know people are going to argue, oh, what about Teddy Long? But Teddy Long didn't go in as a referee. He went in as an overall character. And right. you can make that same 
case for Timmy because, like you said, he was the one who who was Andre's right hand man. And because you know it wasn't easy for Andre to travel, right? And, and Tim made sure that he was taken care of. Tim, Tim, Tim looked after Andre. They were good friends too. Andre yeah. loved Timmy, and I don't know anybody who didn't like Timmy. Anybody who has, you know, I hate to, to sound very cliche, but I have never heard anybody say a bad word about Timmy. Even guys who are getting thrown out of his bar for for misconduct, <laughs> the friendly tap there, were saying, oh, it, it was almost like an honor to get thrown out by Timmy White. But anyways, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to digress. But, but Timmy was an awesome guy. I, he was a great friend, a great mentor, and uh, I couldn't be happier and prouder to have not only known him, but called him a friend. All right, everybody. Well, what a fantastic note to wrap up this. The, the first uh, House of Wrestling uh, flagship show after... Uh, WrestleMania, and uh, this is really the the formal beginning of House of Wrestling here. Uh, first run on Premier Streaming Network, and then shortly after, it'll be up in your podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern going forward. It's going to be me. It's going to be a different co-host. Uh, we're going to have a rotating group of people coming through here, talking the news with me. Today we had Jimmy. When you come on back on Thursday, I booked him before Mania thinking, man, I hope there's some like business stuff to talk about on the other side of this. I lucked out. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to be joined by WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston. Uh, I can't. I mean, Jimmy, I was. I'm so happy to have you today, Brandon Thursday, because today I got like the emotional. I've worked for the company kind of reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we're going to get the uh, soulless uh, financial look, business look from Brandon Thurston about what this all means for pro wrestling. So come on back for that on Thursday. Uh, of course, find us on your podcast feed. We got this big interview that I'm going to drop here probably tomorrow. Uh, and of course, and like I said, the podcast stuff. Anyway, I'm brambling here. Um, brambling. That's a word I made up. Jimmy, anything you want to uh, plug, put, plug, put over here before we wrap up today? Yeah, you know, I'm doing my things and especially uh, on all my social media platforms. I do my rough and rant on a daily basis where I have a little fun critiquing what we see and uh, not to tear down, but to help tighten some screws. I want to see this business get better. And it, I'm just giving my opinion on certain things. And also uh, um, for the last little while now, my good brother in stripes, Brian Hepper, and I have been talking it up on the Reffin It Up podcast, which are, uh, drops every Wednesday. And this week we talk Hulk Hogan. Oh, well, go check that out. Jimmy is just a wealth of knowledge. He, it's not just one show. It's like several shows. And then he gets on all these other shows. There's so much there's so much you have to contribute, Jimmy. I'm so happy I got to talk to you today, man. Thank you. I, I always love talking with you. I, I appreciate it, buddy. I always a fun time talking to you. All right, everybody. Uh, I am at Nick underscore Houseman over on Twitter and at Wrestling House over on social media to find uh, us and track all the news. I promise I'm going to get back to writing today. I don't even have a post up on the site right now about the sale of WWE because I was flying yesterday. I woke up today. Get this. I got the big interview next. Sorry about that, everybody. But the news is going to start to flow. And I thank you all so much for uh, for listening in. Uh, Goodbye from House of Wrestling.